Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Subject to Change is here, and it is a doozy. Me and Tom are going to bring on Sada Baby, and Tom likes to call him Sada Baby, but don't call him that. If you don't know who Sada Baby is, stick around, because it's the man who released a whole lot of choppers and a whole bunch of other music. If you don't know what that is, Tom, take it away. Please show them the dance if you're watching right now. Go ahead, Tom. Hello. Hold that in your head. But no, more importantly, um, Addison Ray's mom, Charlie D'Amelio, it's the biggest TikTok song ever, and I'm a big fan, so I can't wait to talk to him. I, I don't think I've ever talked to a rapper before. This is like a the, real one. This is a, okay, so subject to change fans, OGs that have been here since day one, listening, to me and Tom try to figure out how to do this. This is a big milestone for us, folks. We're bringing on a rapper. I have, I have wanted to, like, you guys are probably tired of hearing just Hoopers talk about basketball. And I've been telling everybody who's involved with the show, like, we got to at least switch it up and switch gears a little bit, right? Every good podcast is diverse like that. So let's bring on not just Hoopers, but rappers, influencers, that's coming this is a big step for us. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Outside of Sada Baby, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA finals that just wrapped up. You got the Lakers and Braun winning another ring. We got LaMelo Ball signing with Puma. So Tom is like only going to wear Puma from now on uh, and probably cry and shed a tear now that his uh, favorite player in the world has just signed a big payday. And a whole bunch of really other up. Stick around, man. Stick around. We appreciate you guys listening. First, Let's catch up on life. Tom, how the hell you been, man? I'm good. My girlfriend is visiting my family for a week. I just became an uncle a few days ago. First time. Sister had a baby. Yeah, I'm going to make him the man. He's going to be sick. He's going to be so TikTok famous. Babies are great on TikTok. I'm excited to film with him. So you're an uncle. You're already the weird uncle, as we everybody can tell. You are the weird uncle. Sorry. What else is going on in your life? Everything else is good, man. I, um, I'm going to that wedding in Florida in a couple weeks. That we've been talking about for two months now. Yeah, I just locked it in. I'm about to book a flight tonight. I'll probably get COVID on my flight over there. So this might be my, one of my last episodes. Um, how are you doing? What's up? You just been hooping? Yeah, dude, I've been hooping. But my life is good right now. It's okay. We're, 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 we're doing it. All right. Sada Baby's coming on my podcast. He was excited to come on my podcast, our podcast. And I'm thinking we've had to like scratch a claw for viewer or for, um, for guests at times. And now the dude who's got Charlie D'Amelio's mom dancing around TikTok, saying, I want to come talk hoops. So, I mean, Hey, a lot of ups and downs. Life's life's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Cause everybody was all, including you all on the Miami heat bandwagon including myself for sure would have loved to see Miami win. Uh, but I just, I tried to tell you, I didn't think they had enough juice. I mean, Jimmy, Tyler, Dunk, everybody, Dragic, they were standing on, if you're Dragic, literally your last leg. That's a hell of a pun too. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm really good at this. Oh my God. Is this <laughs> what it feels like to be good at podcasts? People have already turned it off like 10 minutes ago. Anyways, so, no, I just didn't think they had enough in them, and it proved, you know, that I was right. Um, I just – do people call this – because the, there's LeBron haters, and Sada Baby uh, has an opinion about LeBron that you're going to want to hear. 
But anyways, for the LeBron haters, are you calling this an asterisk championship? Is this a legit championship? Or are you going to be like, uh, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. COVID, the bubble, injury. You got all this stuff. Is this a legit championship for LeBron in your mind? It, it's in, when, when the bubble first started, I thought I would call it an asterisk. And I've totally flipped since then. Like seeing how hard the teams played, seeing how intense it seemed, um, watching them celebrate afterwards. I was like, oh, this is a real championship. Like they didn't, they really felt it. And honestly, it feels, looking back, it feels harder. Like, I feel like they went home from the bubble and they're, like, more exhausted than a normal season. Like, they were away from their families. They're all this stuff. Um, I count it as a real championship. I, I think for the Heat, uh, it made me realize, I was rooting for the Heat so hard, as you know. It made me think, though, in that last game when they lost by 1,000, um, that they were just, like, a mid-major on a Cinderella run in the tournament. How, like, you ever notice the Cinderella teams, like, they make it to like the elite eight, but like they don't really win it all. <laughs> that was like the heat. They were like, they got me really excited. And I was like, wow, George Mason might win it all here. And then I was like, oh, they, got, they lost by a thousand to LSU. Like, okay. Um, and so, that, that's so what the magic, the magic kind of ran out for them. Yeah, it was bad. Like, it was gross that last game. I mean, Rondo is the best player ever. Um, but, but is the championship, is that an asterisk for you or you think it's real? No, you can't take that away from them. I think it's extremely difficult for a team to – or not even a team, but a guy like LeBron who has to keep his team focused in a completely unprecedented era. They're down in the bubble. A lot of teams, you could tell. Cough, cough, Clippers, cough, cough. Wanted to get the hell out of there. Cancun on three. Get out, right? They were like, I'm done with the bubble. I want to go home, you know. And Bron kept it together. Bron kept the Lakers together. Rondo – as a veteran, I think was huge for them. I can't give enough, like, shout out and respect to, to Rajon Rondo for what he did for the Lakers and letting his kid drink champagne. That's tough. Uh, but, no, seriously, this isn't an asterisk championship. And anybody who says that is a true LeBron hater. And I am not in that camp. I'm not in that camp. Do I think he's the most skilled player in the world? No, Steph Curry is. That's my little, like, fine print. But, no, this is not an asterisk. This is one title now. LeBron wins one more title. Go debate. Over. Game over, in my opinion. But it's still alive for you right now? Yeah, go debate. Like still alive for me right now. Yeah, I don't, think th I don't think this finalized it. If he does it next year in a field with a completely healthy Warriors team, you got Brooklyn, which is just like a nuclear bomb of a team. It could go really well. It could go really bad. Right. You got Miami Heat, who's going to probably do something, you know, maybe in free agency, maybe not. They've already proved that they're, they're legit in the East. You got the Bucks. There's just the field is completely loaded next year and everybody's back and healthy. LeBron wins it next year. Don't debate. Game over. See ya. You brought up a really good point about the leadership. I think that's what that ended up being the biggest thing in the bubble. Like who had the best leadership? Like in the East, there's definitely Jimmy Butler. Spolstra, like best leadership in the East and on the West, it was clearly LeBron, Rondo, that whole entire, the way that whole entire group worked. And the Vogel, team that didn't have, you gotta give, you gotta give Vogel a little credit. I yeah, mean, yeah, of course. These coaches don't get enough of it, but yeah. But, but that made me think, like, if the Warriors were healthy and made it to the bubble, because they actually were healthy by the time the bubble started, it would have been interesting if all the teams got in there. Um, you think the Warriors, healthy Warriors team, would have won the finals in the bubble? I feel yeah. like they're perfect for the bubble. They, they are because everybody's shooting percentages went through the roof. 
And there's what it went from like 46 as a team to, I don't know, 60. It would have been stupid. Steph Curry would have been unconscious the whole time, most likely. But look, I I don't know if they had it in them necessarily. With the losing KD, I think they need to make a big time move in this year's draft. And I think it's James Wiseman. If I'm front office in Golden State, I'm saying let's get James Wiseman in here. Let's let, you know, some of our younger guys, even Jordan Poole came a long way. Shout out to my Milwaukee boy. Um, But we let Steph and Clay do their thing, let these young guys, you know, kind of catch up. And we need a dominant big. We need Wiseman to come in and be that force for us and, you know, do everything that – you remember David Lee and how how big of an impact he had on them? I mean, a guy who might not get as much recognition, you bring in a guy like Wiseman and tell him to be just a better David Lee, come on now, that's a, that's a serious team out there. Yeah, we're on the same page about Wiseman. I saw him in AAU in high school. I know it's not the same, but he just, like, he'll just run the floor. He doesn't need, like, a post-up. Like, he's just going to run the floor. He'll get, like, 15 points just off of runs. That high pick and roll, lobbing it to him, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, the Warriors, in my mind, will, be, will win the championship next year, but we'll see. I, hey, you, you know where I stand on that. I would love wow, to. Wow, we're the Warriors that. podcast. What's that? We're going to be the Warriors podcast. Biggest no, fans. no, 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 no. We're, we're, we are an unbiased sports media podcast. Psych, we got so much bias rolling around in here. Everybody gets mad at it. Whatever. Listen, Ronnie, okay, so I know it's in professional sports, the whole celebration and smoking cigars, right? But I didn't. It didn't dawn on me until I watched Braun do it that Joe Burrow did it. And has it always been a college tradition? Like, are they even, you know, it's kind of like, it's weird. Is that allowed? Dude, Joe Burrow is the coolest human being in the entire world. Like, I don't think college kids do that. A hundred percent. I don't think that's allowed. No, he just did get the get and he smoked cigars and that whole team freaking loved him. No, if, but I'm telling you, he opened the floodgates now because I don't want to hear anything. We win a national title. <laughs> Me, Hugs, whoever else is doing it, I'm promising you there will be a stogie in my mouth. You're going to teach I Oscar how to do it because he definitely doesn't know how to. Oh, yeah. No, I can get Oscar to, you know, we'll, we'll get it all straightened out. But listen, it, I, don't, I don't know what people think about it. I'm curious to think whether or not, like, they think NCAA athletes should be allowed to celebrate the same way that professional athletes do. I mean, I think so. You just accomplished the, the biggest task at your level. Come on now. We're sparking up a cigar. No harm, no foul, right? Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this stuff because, like, I think the way I was brought up, it was like you have to be the perfect role model as an athlete. Like, everything has to be perfect. And now, like, I'm getting to a point, and I see some of the things that kids post on TikToks and stuff. It's like we got to stop being so sensitive. Like, they know what's going on. They probably know what's going on more than, like, anyone else. Um, So I love it. I love seeing LeBron just chilling, FaceTiming his mom, smoking a cigar. Just like he seemed so relieved and happy. And I think that's why he's so great, right? Like he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone, but you could tell that winning a championship was like huge relief because he's put so much pressure and so much into it that it's like, it means everything to him. So yeah, I'm all in on the cigar smoking. If you want a title, if that's what you want to do. I love it. Yeah. Dude, you know what I didn't love? Before we get into some of the other stuff, that speaking of celebrations, I wasn't obsessed with some of the guys that didn't play at all being like, I'm cemented as the best player ever. Like, how, I, it, it, okay, here's my question, right? I, okay. I didn't really – I played sports when I was the like, a best kid on my team, and I didn't really play after that. 
I'm, I'm curious, like, if I was, like, a guy who didn't play at all and my team won a championship, like, what my emotion would be. When I really – I guess it's, like, you're a good teammate, you're hyped, and you know you, like, contributed, but I don't know. It feels weird to me when you, like, don't play at all, but, like, after a championship. So, if you don't play in a championship, right, you win a world championship, you're on the Lakers this year, you're going to tell me you're not posting – you're not posting something. You're not flexing a little bit. You just won a world championship. Now, did you, I, I think so, did, you check, did you check into the game? Maybe not. Maybe not. But you're not going to post? Come on now. Yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I, I just – I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's tough because, I mean, it, it I, is I mean, true. I loved it. Like, Dudley – JaVale McGee, I didn't see that much from Dion Waiters. They have the best team ever, though, when you really think about all the people on there, like the cast of characters on there. Yeah. We didn't really get to see it because LeBron is so big. But after they won, you finally got to see them, like, posting stuff and go on live and, like, losing their minds. And I don't know. I'm kind of changing my mind while I say this, but it was kind of awesome. No, I liked it. There was a lot of celebration stories because then you had, you had the picture of Rondo, super tough, just sitting there, just taking it all in. Right. And then his, his little man standing right next to him, standing about as tall as he is sitting down. And then the first frame is just them standing, looking out. And then the second picture is his little son taking the champagne bottle and sending it. And Rondo's just so, I think, locked in and in awe. I think that he's back to uh, being a world champion that he's just like, Hey, have a little 1942 little man who put some hair on your chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's had a – I mean, it was amazing. Rondo's had such a wild career from, like, being on top of the world and he was battling LeBron in Boston. And then he has, like, the Dallas stuff. He has so many random things. And now he, like, seems like he's going to end his career or at least finish it out with, like, the Lakers and winning titles or competing. You got to meet him before, right? Or he coached you? Yeah, so, so Rondo was our coach at the NBA Top 100 camp. And in terms of what I've learned, I mean, this was a guy who would coach us, and that's a long camp. 12 hours all the way through the day, sun up to sundown. We're either playing games, going through drills, or watching film. And Rondo would coach all the way through the day. A lot of these NBA guys might come in there and show face a little bit. Rondo was legit next to us all day, every day during that camp. On top of it, I'm sitting here looking at arguably one of the better point guards, you know, that is playing in the game today. And then he works out after – Everybody leaves, goes home. I had came back, tried to have uh, somebody let me into the gym to work out, and he was already in there by himself at uh, University of Virginia's campus, getting, you know, shots up, loaders, all this stuff. And probably one of the cooler experiences that I've had and more, you know, um, I don't know, important things for me to see that and how locked in he was. He takes the game of basketball as serious as anybody else. I mean, that, that yeah. this means everything to him, though. So I was extremely excited and, uh, you know, proud that I got to even spend a little time with him. And I hit him up right after and uh, uh, told him, you know, congratulations and all that. But Rajon Rondo, hats off to him. There's a, he's a big part to the reason that they have a ring right now. I always hated, and I still do, like I was watching the game with someone the other day and they said this, like, over, like Rondo touches the ball and they're like, he can't shoot. I'm like, he definitely can shoot. <laughs> Has he had up and downs year up and down years shooting? Sure, but first of all, who hasn't? Second of all, he came into the bubble shooting forty-two. Don't quote me on it. It was in the forties from three. So whoever's totally. sitting next to you, 
you know, drinking a Coors Light saying he can't shoot. Tell them to go outside and shoot 10. I promise they're not hitting five. And if they are, they're not doing it at the NBA level. So it's just, it is what it is, man. Everybody loves to jump on the same old bandwagons. Oh, you know, KCP last year. Let's trash KCP. Now we love KCP. All right. Oh, Danny Green, Kuzma. We hate them. They shouldn't get a ring. Stop it. Stop it. You can't. I mean, these dudes are top of their, their class in everything that they do. The slander's crazy. Kuzma not getting a ring? Stop. The <laughs> <laughs> like Kuzma stuff's funny. He was like the best. He was like, you can't trade him at one point. Now they just like want to get rid of him forever. Um, like, I imagine like Danny Green. He can take that. What are you saying? I I, I, Kuzma, I feel like, and I don't know, I've never met the guy, but I feel like he can take all that stuff in stride. I think he'll make a joke out of it on an Instagram post when he's in Turks and Caicos or whatever. Uh, he, he seems like a pretty lighthearted good dude. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I feel like he's just like, oh, everyone hates me. Okay, whatever. And, like, moves on. He, like, shoots a thousand threes in a game. Like, he you can even tell by some of the shots he takes, which are, like, good shots, but he's so confident. I, I agree. It doesn't face him. Uh, all right, our guy Danny Green, who, who is, like, a big friend of overtime, he, he's been awesome to us in the past. Um, he does a lot in youth basketball. He runs some great uh, events, and he's doing even more now. Real quickly, you know, he had, he had a tough time in the bubble. Like, he didn't shoot amazing. It's hard when you're a shooter and, like, that, like, you got to come into the game and hit threes. I, I know we've talked about this, and, you know, a lot of people have said it. Uh, he missed the three in game five that, like, would have, what, forced overtime, I think, eventually. Yeah. Uh, and he got a lot of hate after it to the point where he, he came out and he said he had, got death threats. Um, and I'm curious how you feel like, you know, what was your immediate reaction? One, like seeing it originally and then at once he came out and said some of that stuff. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, so many guys, unfortunately, they see it. I always go back and forth on whether or not to just completely unplug during the season. Like get off your phone, get off Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. Because you got like the dudes you hang out with who, like I said, you know, crack open a cold one and want to just talk crazy. And they have access to you, and they act like you're not human and not going to read it, right? So Danny Green, whether he read it or not, his fiance, like you said, definitely did. It's going to get to him some way, somehow. And unfortunately, you could kind of tell going into that shot, when he's at, when he's at his best and any shooter is at his best, um, mentally, they're so locked in and focused that they shoot so relaxed. Everything is just fluid. And it didn't look like that when I'm sitting here watching it. I didn't think it had a shot when he let it go. Tough position, though. Bron's got to shoot the ball. Yeah. Bron's got to shoot the ball. I know he's got four people on him, right? But look now, everybody looks to you. That ring, whoever has a ring, you know, they know damn, damn well that without Bron, that ring's not on their finger. So you bring him home. You shoot. I don't care if it's a tough shot. Yeah, I'm always a fan of that, too. And if it's not him, it's AD. But regardless – Danny Green actually played really well in game six. I think he had three threes. That was awesome. It, it always puts me in a weird spot, like, and I know this is such a small scale, but, like, running overtime, right? You have, like, millions of people that watch your stuff, and people made hilarious videos about Danny Green missing threes. Like, they just did. And, like, that's the internet now. Like, there's TikToks, there's people trolling them, and we posted some of them, even though, like, that's our guy. Like, it was just funny, fun-loving stuff. There was stuff about Marquise Morris throwing the ball into the stands and stuff. Um, and then you hear he has death threats, and you're like, whoa, like, that's – like, yeah. people taking it too far, right? There's a line, and you just hate that people take it too far in sports. It should never get to that point. But, hey, he's a champion. Three, what, three-time champion? Yeah. 
Yep, he's yeah. got three of them things. Spurs, can't say a lot to him. <laughs> oh, my God. If I was Danny Green, I would just stack all three of my rings right on my middle finger. And, like, when I'm in Cancun or wherever the hell he's going now with his fiance and living the life, anybody says anything, I'd just be like, what? Huh? All right. <laughs> Sorry. I can't, I can't hear you. Okay. See ya. But anyways, yeah, no, I, it's, it's pretty out of control. Just the craziness. That's why, I mean, I do listen to like Joe Rogan, not only because I want to be like good at podcasts. I want to be at his level one day and I'm learning, but also the things he says, the guys and people, guys, girls that he talks about, actually Miley Cyrus, really great episode. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. And they talk about unplugging all the time and, I think it's pretty important to do on a, like a consistent basis or just get into a habit of not giving a shit what people say. I think that's really important, but I don't know. Teach your own, I guess. Let's talk about what everybody wants to know, right? What everybody wants to hear about your boy LaMelo just inked a deal with Puma. Did you shed a tear? Did you cry, Tom? It's okay. I, I thought you were going to say talking about people that are going to win championships, uh, LaMelo Ball. Uh, I didn't shed a tear. I had known about it for a while, obviously. Um, no, it's cool. He, he signed his deal before he gets drafted, right? That's not – not every player gets to do that. He signed with Puma, who's up and coming. They just got guys like Michael Porter Jr. They've got a bunch of other young and upcoming guys. But this, yep. is, but this is like the first big name that they've gotten to sign. Um, I wasn't surprised, right, because LaMelo signed to Rock Nation, and there's like that, that closeness with Puma. But – I think he's going to take the brand to a whole nother level now. Like, he's the guy. Okay, if you're in LaMelo's shoes, though, all right, let's say, let's say everything's even. Let's be real honest, and let's, let's just be honest about if Puma throws you more money, that has to be a, like, consideration. Because if it's all at, let's just say, let's just say $10 million, okay, just for the heck of it. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, and Puma – Say, we want you, same contract, everything's normal, all-level playing field. Are you sure your boy's taking Puma? Are you taking Puma? It's not about what I would take. Um, but oh, it's my question. I, would, you take, would you take Puma if everything was even? You know, it, it, for me, I think it, I would. And this is why. Because, like, Lamelo's going to walk into Puma now. And, like, yes, Michael Porter is great. Uh, RJ Barrett's great. Marvin Bagley's awesome. But Lamelo's going to walk in, and other than Jay Cole, who's in music, he's the man. Like, he is number one. He's poster child. You have guys on the other group where it's like, you sign with Nike? Like, okay. Same with Zion. I mean, same with uh, LeBron. Same with KD. You sign with Jordan? It's like, all right, Zion, Michael Jordan, Russell Westbrook, yeah. whoever you want to say. You're, you're Under Armour's got Steph and Tom Brady. Uh, yep. And not that you don't want to be with those guys, right? Because, like, you know, LeBron's made his own lane, even though Kobe was already with Nike. But Puma, like, he has a chance – and, you know, that's LaMelo's DNA. Like, he did it with BBB. He did it with going to Lithuania. Like, he doesn't care what everyone else does, honestly. And I think that's what makes him so special is, like, he probably wants to do his own thing and, like, create – if it was up to him, he probably would make his own shoe like he already did. Like, I think that's that's just who he is. What about you? Who would you sign with? Oh. Are you even allowed not... to say? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't care. This is all hypotheticals and down the road anyways. If it was all even – I grew up, I grew up in the um, Adidas circuit. So we got a lot of their stuff, but to me, I love Under Armour. Under Armour's always been somebody. I love what they stand for. I love who they sign. You, like you said, you said you got Steph Curry, 
you got Tom Brady, all these kind of guys that I want to align with in terms of what they do and what they stand for and are about. And in my opinion, there's no better as I'm wearing a Nike check, whatever. Uh, there's no better <laughs> quality like gear than Under Armour. I might be wrong, but I got to hear the people's voice on this as well. But in my opinion, Under Armour, Under Armour is, is really the real deal. And if I'm the mellow, I might, I might go the Under Armour wave, not going to lie. But we can all assume that Puma, a little bit of extra change rolling around, said, hey, mellow, these guys are going to offer you lower deals because they're the big dogs. Come this way. And like you said, be the face of, of Puma for however long. You think he's long-term Puma? I just wonder, like, how did this happen, right? Like, did Jay-Z, who is, like, Rock Nation and Puma, pull LaMelo into a room and be like, sup, I'm Jay-Z, you're signing with me? <laughs> or, like, I, again, we have no idea. Um, LaMelo, the thing with these guys when they come right out of high school, college, pro, when they first start is, like, they don't always stay with that, right? Like, No, they don't. They switch all the time. Kobe switched. Um, there's been, I think, did Katie switch? I don't That's know. what I'm saying. Because if Melo blows up big time, long term, there's more money at Nike. 100%. There's more benefit. There's more notoriety. If he is, if you can put yourself into the LeBron, Kobe, KD, Kyrie, that conversation, which we all know Tom thinks that LaMelo's on his way to that conversation. All right. If you can do that, there is more for you at Nike. So like Kobe did, hit that Adidas, grab the check. It's almost like a signing bonus. Like you're really just doing it to get a good jump start. You think, I think it's very possible that we see LaMelo switch from Puma soon. I don't know. For Puma, right? Like, is this, like, this is almost like a no brainer, right? Like they have to do this. I know they've, they've gotten some other young, good kids, but like, there's not, there is no player that's coming to the league with this many like followers who are young, like, they're probably thinking, like, this is going to turn us into the next big shoe brand. Yeah, and it could be. I mean, Under Armour did that with Steph. I mean, without Steph Curry, Under Armour, Under Armour's big time, I think, you know, and they, they in their own right have done anything. But basketball world, Under Armour wasn't really even on the scene until Steph Curry. And I love Puma. I think they're doing a great job. And like you said, they're just waiting for that one to pop. And if LaMelo's the one to pop, it's going to go crazy. Because they got a lot of good things going right now at Puma. So Zion, when he came out last year, he got—I think it was reported—he got seventy-five million from Jordan. Which before you even touch a court, you get seventy-five million. That's insane. I think LeBron got a hundred, if I'm not mistaken, which was like twenty-five years ago. So to think that that's still like the highest number is crazy, but like makes sense, right? Um, you think Lamelo was over or under seventy-five? I have no idea. I would guess under. I would guess under. Yeah. He, he he left. He left, and that's kind of a product of not doing the NCAA route. So let's say he stays and goes to, I don't know, Kansas. All right. Blows up, you know, goes crazy, does what Zion did at Duke. Now it's got everybody in America talking. He's already had the attention of, you know, America, but he was playing in Australia for a year. So I think if he stays here and he does the, you know, the NCAA route, um, even though you can't really do that when you make a probably million dollar brand with your family at home, uh, but anyways, hypothetically, if he stayed here, I think his contract initially is bigger. But trust me, I don't think he's hurting. I don't think the big baller mansion is, uh, is in any way, shape, or form in a bad spot. I think uh, everything's good and paid off. I saw Lonzo, obviously, like him and 
Lonzo obviously showed him love on like Instagram story, supports LaMelo. Um, I'm curious though, like LeVar always wanted his own brand. Lonzo's not with Puma as far as I know. I don't I don't really know where Lonzo sits. I think he's done a lot of stuff with Nike, if I'm not mistaken. He's with Clutch now, so it would make yeah. sense if he ends up with Nike. Um what do you think that, that does that does it matter? What does LeVar think? This was all a ploy from the beginning. Just put the name all over the screen. Put put the ball family everywhere. And he did it. Genius. In terms of marketing, shoot, they should be teaching classes in every marketing college across the country on what LeVar did with his family, his two boys. Three boys, sorry. Three boys, yeah. I no, know, I, I agree Jello, with you. I know Jello's, Jello's got his own thing going on, but what LeVar did at this point, it's hands off, baby. Everything, everything from here on out is icing on the cake. Checks are coming in now. Yeah, I agree. For him, I think it's – he obviously, I think, would love to have his own thing, but ultimately, him trying to do his own thing has made his sons millions of dollars. I mean, Lamelo would be a top pick regardless, but, like, he's 10x as big as he probably would have been uh, if he didn't do all that stuff. Um, does everyone get a sneak, like, a contract in the NBA? I'm confused. Like, I feel like every player – like, Lamelo obviously should and would. Yeah. But everyone gets something. I think to a certain extent, yeah. Um, you know, everybody signs somewhat of it. Now, now, when you're talking about a shoe deal, like that's the top like echelon. That's your, that's your lottery picks. That's your big time names. Um, that's the legit, okay, he signed with Nike. There, there's different tiers to it. You know what I mean? Like even Tyler's at a different tier, obviously, in Nike than – I mean, obviously KD or Braun, who's been there forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you sign, um, and, and I remember Tyler going through the options and Puma was in there too. A lot of, I think pretty much all the companies uh, were in negotiations. But yeah, I think to a certain extent, almost everybody has some sort of deal. I know Anthony um, Simons, who came on our show, uh, he's, he's with Nike. Um, is he doing the same stuff that every other Nike athlete is doing? Yes and right. no there's some things that they campaign together with. Um, but it's, I think there's levels to it all. Yeah. I think, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the, the, the interesting thing with all of it is like these shoe brands, they sign these guys, the massive deals, but they still kind of wait. Like Zion didn't get his own shoe signature shoe until now. I think at the end of the bubble, it came out maybe, or it's like going to be for year two. And same with LaMelo, like they came out today and they said like, Oh, his first, uh, short sleeve hoodie is dropping like it's not even like a sneaker is dropping so it's interesting to see that they wait with these guys after paying them all this money like if i were someone i'd be like i want design and shoot the day he gets drafted like that's uh but they're not they're definitely way smarter than me um so uh, no, that's 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 agent talking i don't know anything about that anything about that but yeah uh, I, I have one more question on the kicks thing um players that are in the nba they wear other players' shoes. As a competitor, I would feel really weird if I was, I don't know, call it who you want. Let's say that I am Darius Baisley, one of my favorite guys. And he's wearing Paul George's and he's playing against Paul George. Nah, it's not like that. It's a nod. It's a, you know, it's a respect factor. Look, if you're a signature guy, if you're a signature guy out there and has their own shoe, what, what do you want Baisley to, you know, hoop in? Sperry's, K-Swiss? 
I mean, shit, he's got he's to do what he's got to do. <laughs> he's been wearing PGs his whole life, you know? I, in order to do I that, guess. it's not a respect as if I'm chasing to be that same guy. But it's like, all right, you know what I mean? You just gave me 40 and I'm wearing your shoes. It is what it is. Yeah, that feels tough. I don't know what I feel like most players that I've read about, like not a lot of them are wearing like the LeBrons, but a lot of them wear like PGs and Kyrie's. Have you ever seen like if you were just gonna do the non non signature shoe? Have you ever seen a Nike non signature shoe? We got one last year at WVU. I don't even. I'm pretty sure I gave them away, but. They looked like a, like a cross between like a Hyperdunk 2006 and like an Air Force One bottom. Nobody's wearing that. Nobody ever. I was going to say, since the Hyperdunks, no one's done it really. No. No, nobody's been able to do it. And I don't think they will. No reason. Yeah, you might – because if you make your best stuff, you want to attach it to an, a person. 100%. 100%. All right. Maybe I have to give that up then. But, like, if we hung out, like, I, I don't think I'd wear your jersey when we hung out. Why not? I mean, I, maybe I would because we're friends, but, like... You have, you have to now. Don't pull up unless you got my jersey on. I do need one of your jerseys. We need to figure that out is how I can get... I don't even know if you guys are allowed to do that anymore. There's so many freaking rules. But, anyways, Lamelo signed to Puma. Going to put Puma on the map. Uh, I, will be, I will be purchasing a pair, 100%. Unless they're, like, $600 like his old shoes were. But I don't think Puma will do that. How much of this shoe is going to be worth when he comes out with them? 120 all right, I can do that. Maybe Spencer will split them with me. I think we're the same size. You can swing that? I, I mean, if this podcast starts taking off. Yeah, to be honest, we should probably figure out some, somehow to monetize this once the NCAA just backs off it so we can, uh, I don't know, pay bills and eat. That'd be awesome. Uh, I had like a rice cake this morning for breakfast. Uh, you know, I would love to just get something out of the work we put in. Right? Right? Yes. Yes, but if they don't, that's for you, folks. Should we bring our first rapper on? Let's do it. Is Sada Baby? Oh, yeah, he's ready. Hold on. They just. All right, folks, like I said, this is a huge day. We are bringing on a rapper. We're going away from just Hoopers. Now, don't don't get it twisted. He's going to want to talk not only about his viral TikTok song, but he loves hoops. Sada Baby is here. He's in the building. Not really. It's on Zoom. He's in LA, but we got him, ladies and gentlemen. And I promise, I promise this one will not let you down. Let's get into it. Introducing my dog, Sada Baby. Everybody knows this. Every hooper wants to be a rapper. Every rapper thinks they can hoop. Some rappers can hoop. Some rappers can't hoop. And we'll get to that. Thanks. But the reason that, like, when I started this podcast, I was like, I want to get Hoopers on here and we'll talk basketball, but I want to talk basketball with people outside of the hoop world too. And, like, rappers and musical artists, like, in general, they share this same kind of, like, bond with athletes because they invest so much into their craft. Like, it's an art form. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. an art form. So the first question I have is about a whole lot of choppers. I know you got way more music than that. I've been a fan. Uh, you're from the Midwest. So the biggest thing I want to know is with whole lot of choppers, when you record something like that and you stop, do you just look and like, yo, that's a hit right there? Or is it something that just kind of happens? Did you see this coming? Because, I mean, shoot, everybody and their mothers listen to whole lot of choppers at some way, shape, or form. 
No, I like I was I was trying to explain it. I say uh, the way I could put it to where you all the way get it is like um, you go into you go into you go into the gym for for uh, for pickup basketball. You feel me? And you don't really know how to uh, how, how everybody hooping. You damn near new at the gym, and you running and it ain't going too well because. You exerting yourself more than they is on defense, so you got to score all the points. You see what I'm saying? Whereas right. to, when you go to the gym with your five, you know what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? You know what's going on. So, like, with certain songs, it's like when you come out of there, it's, yeah, I feel like I just I, I just went crazy hooping. Like, I got, like, me, bro, and bro, nigga, we just cleaned up six, seven games in a row. That's what the good songs feel like. And then the other songs would be like, all right, I need, you feel me? I'm either going to uh, not really with it or – or, yeah. or, or I'm going to go back in there. Like, versus, like, with a fab, you don't want to hoop with no more. It's like, either I'm not going to hoop with y'all no more, or y'all got to come hoop with me a little bit more so y'all can learn how to hoop, you feel me? Or, or get get raw, get nasty. So certain I songs I, I won't with for a while, and then I, I might mess with it and make it better. But certain songs is, is, is just definitely one of the ones. Like, Whole Lot of Choppers, I knew it was one of the ones, so I held it for, like, two years. So, so what you're saying Wait, what? Hold two on, years. Song two years old. Really? Yeah. What made you? What makes you drop it after two years? Like you was just holding on, waiting for the right Still time. Strong. Still strong, man. I I got I blessed with the gift to make timeless music, bro. And and that's some shit I can't really explain. But certain people they can drop a song from two years ago and it's gonna sound like it was from two years ago. You see what I'm saying? Right. 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 I got I got like five six hundred songs unreleased, and a lot of them songs I can drop them right now, and it'll sound like it's current times music. Got you. So so you're telling me whole lot of choppers is exactly it's like dropping forty, right? You just had a forty point triple double. You walk out of the studio feeling good. Your boys are with you. You knew exactly what just happened. It was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Damn, that's crazy. That is that's that's so crazy to me. So, I mean, talk about like. Obviously, are you on TikTok? Because don't get Tom started on TikTok. This man loves TikTok. You're not I'm on not. it? I'm not. I, um, I have a great deal of respect for TikTok and Trilly. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, like, let's, let's be real honest. Like, that song is as good as it is. There's so many, like, come on now, Sada. How many of your fans are really, like, 14 – 15-year-old boys from, like, the I got, suburbs. I got, a lot, of, I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of the, the, the younger fans. I've, I've always had kid fans, and then it just magnified, it magnified with, with the whole lot of choppers thing because it was the first one of my songs that, like, went crazy on the app that all the kids are using. So it's like, like, my little cousins and shit like that, like, they always just been super fans. Like, it's, it's, it's funny, it's extra funny to me because, like, my little, little cousins, they see me and call me Sada Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like the older <laughs> ones, the older ones just like 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 probably like like 10, 11, like around that age, like they call me Sada, but like the babies, like five and six, like they call me Sada Baby. But they like my real cousins. So yeah, like they like for them, it was big for them. And like my little girl cousins, they was getting mad at all the other girls doing it. Like they not doing your dance right. They supposed to do it like this and they made a whole little group up. They they the little whoops now. Like so, yeah. It's 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 just it's it, it magnified it with that because it, that's an app that all the kids are using. It's kids on Instagram. It's kids on Facebook. But like TikTok is for sure. That's like a kid thing. Along with a lot of adults that's on there, 
that's for sure a kid thing. Like all they want to do is sit up and, and, and do the dance routines. No, so for no. me, it was big. It was big because like a lot of artists are, are not really attached to the uh, songs that get big on TikTok because they don't create the dance. But I was the first artist to create the dance and the song for a number one TikTok song. Oh, so that's you who made that dance? So like the one that yeah, said that's Charlie. Right. The Pee Wee Herman, that's me, all of that. Like the, the whole whoop, that's me. He said the people, yeah, no, no, that's crazy. And you didn't know it was going to be for TikTok. When you made that music video, you ain't know that was going to take off that way like it did. No, we just, we, uh, we, uh, by me, uh, meaning uh, my team and, and the label, we felt like the song was strong. We just felt like we just needed to uh, put a, a, a great effort into the video being shot. And that's what we did. We put a real, a, a real good uh, a video shoot together with a treatment from 20K visuals. We went down to Miami, uh, took uh, all the family with us, you know what I'm saying? And, and just had fun, man. The, the video shoot was a video shoot, but it was a party. It was a vibe. I had Le'Veon Bell there. Miles uh, Bridges is in the video. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like to have, like Miles really like, like, like my little brother, you know what I'm saying? That's the, you know, rappers have the, um, I got put it, um, like the, uh, the LeBron Jay-Z uh, relationship, you know what I'm saying? Whereas me and Miles, that's really like my little brother. He from Flint, he homegrown, like that's really little bro. And he signed to me as an artist. So like, like for the video, it was just a vibe. It was just like, like Miles there, Le'Veon Bell there, and for them to be able to just be in their comfortable skin and dancing and having fun and not yeah. being bombarded with NFL and NBA questions, that was bigger than me than anything. No, that's crazy. I, so hold on, I didn't know Miles made music. Miles Bridges is a rapper? Yeah, Miles Bridges, is a, he's a rapper in his spare time. Uh, basketball is first, is always first. I, I put basketball first with him because that's what I, that's what's most important to me for him. But yeah. he is an artist, he's a rapper in his spare time. I signed, I signed Miles Bridges on a yacht in Miami. You feel me? He shot his first music video on a yacht in Miami. The music video was out, but yeah, he's he, he's good at making music and he's getting better. And he's he signed to Big Squad. A lot, a lot of guys in the league and just basketball players in general, they like to get into that. Like I said, there's this connection between hoopers and rappers, and they all like to try to at least you know dabble in it. Now, Tyler Hero, my boy, who I grew up with. Has been in the you studio. You grew up with T-Hero? No. Yo. What'd you say, Sada? You grew up with T-Hero? Yeah, I grew up from, from young on. Competed against, competed with. That's my boy. Talk to him all the time. That's my Listen. Listen. When I, I told you, I told you I said the toughest white boys ever seen hoop was, right? Hold on. List, list, the toughest, list the toughest white boys you've ever seen hoop. Let me hear them. Top three. Jordan McKay. <laughs> Tyler Hero, Nico Mannion. That's the best high school mixtapes you've ever seen from white boys, right? Nah, you and, 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 and listen, listen, listen. He said top three. That's why. Because Mac McClung is dunks. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, we... Nico Mannion is full game. Tyler Hero is full game. Uh, I got that in his chest. Not scared of no black crowd. None of that. None of that. George <laughs> McCabe, same way. Same way. Now, the new up-and-comer baddest white boy on the planet playing high school basketball is Chad Holmgren. Chad Holmgren, my boy. Chad Holmgren, boy. the toughest white boy hooping in high school right now. Stamped it. Stamped right it. Now. And I talk to Chad at least twice a month. That's my little homie. I got hey, an unreleased song. I got, an unreleased song. I got an unreleased song called Chad Holmgren. Uh, yeah, Tom, go ahead. Grab that. 
how did you start talking to Checks? I saw you guys follow each other. Like, where does that start? From me watching him on YouTube? <laughs> Shit. He got nine feet tall. He got, listen, bro, he got eight blocks in the first seven minutes of the game against the Air Canyon. Do you hear me? He's a, he was a sophomore playing against B.J. Boston and, and uh, Zaire. Yeah, man, he raw. He raw. He raw. He finished the game with, like, 16 blocks. He different. You ever seen somebody get 16 blocks in the NBA? I don't even know. I asked you, but you ain't seen it. You ain't seen it. My, and this, and this, my, this my Will Smith, Muhammad Ali boys. You ain't seen it. I, I know you haven't. He gave me the number one pick one day? He's the top kid in his class? That, no, the reason he's not going to be the number no. one pick is because of, because of a little, little, little uh, young known guy uh, by the name of Imani Bates. Sheesh. They're in the same class. So, uh, uh, Chet's going to be number two. Imani's going to be number one. And uh, both of them guys are apes because I talk to Imani more than I talk to Chet. Hold on. Imani, Imani's a Michigan boy, right? What? I got an unreleased song called Imani Bates. Damn, you got so many unreleased. You, hey, come on, bro. What? I'm Let's... putting your name in the song when I go to the studio tonight. Let me get one. Let's go, Sada. Let's what? get it. I love That's it. Easy. I love That's it. Easy. Hey, Hey, okay, so you said Miles is a rapper. And obviously, we all know he's a hooper, but he raps on the side. A lot of these NBA dudes are, are doing it. You DeMar DeRozan rap. Huh? DeMar DeRozan rap. I can see that one. I can see that one. Is, now is, look, is he tough? But look, you know he really from that way, way. So That's what yeah. I'm just he can't release none of his music. Yeah. I you know, he, but but yeah, like when, when, when I get with you a person, I'll let you hear some of his stuff, you feel me? Yeah. But no, yeah, bro, bro, rap. That, that's one of his hobbies in his spare time. You know, Damian Lillard rap, and he's actually a good rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm he not saying like Demar not a good rapper. I'm just saying like, like as far as athletes who uh, took the music thing kind of serious, like Dame done did it good. You know, he got music with me. He got music with um, uh, me, me, him, and uh, uh, G Easy. We all have a song together on his last album, Dame Dollar. What other hoopers would you like to sign to your label? What hoopers would I like to sign on my label? Yeah, let's, I'm not even like I would like to sign J.R. Smith to Big Squad. So, J.R. Smith, you want you want yes. Henny to, to Big Squad? Yes, Henny man, I would love to have J.R. Smith over here, but you know he young money. That's a little Wayne homeboy. But yeah, um, let me see who else. Uh, Did you put a shirt on yet, J.R.? No, no, no. His shirt been off since they won. Him and Caruso. His, yeah, they shirt's been off since they won. Um, I'm trying to think. What other rapper would I like to What about Lonzo? Uh, who? Lonzo. Lonzo? Lonzo Ball. All right, listen. I'm a fan of his game, right? Not his music well. ain't it. Not his I, well. I don't like that. I don't like his music. Hey. <laughs> it's cringy. It's cringy. It's cringy. A lot of Hooper's rap is cringy, though, right? Because they really have no... They're, they're way out of their lane. Way out. Listen. Listen, and it's, it's sad because a lot of them shouldn't be rapping, but then that make it hard for guys like Iman Shumpert who can actually rap. He's talented as hell now. Iman Shumpert can rap. He I'm not gonna lie to you. Well. He can he can he can spit. So yeah, man, it's certain certain guys. Yeah, man, they need the they need the um. It's other stuff they should be worried about than than um trying to be in the studio. You know what I'm saying? No bullshit.
Hey, okay, let, let, let's shift gears. Let's get into basketball a little bit. And here's my, here's my question, Sada. Okay, I didn't look this up because that's just not what I do. But somebody tells me that are like, yo, bring it up to Sada. Why? Why does Kevin Durant follow Sada and Sada just refuses to follow Kevin Durant back? What's up? Kevin Is Durant follow me? Yo. Yes, I saw that. Yo, Sada, go check Hold on. Hold on. Bro, there are so many players that Thank follow you, you that you don't follow back. So, Kevin so Durant follow me, right bro. Now. I swear to God. Hold on. Easy Money Sniper, right? Yeah, Easy yeah. Money Sniper. And that's his real God weird, damn it. I couldn't Kevin believe Durant it. I was like, wait, is this real? That's crazy, bro. Hey, the team over here doesn't miss stuff like that, Sada. They don't miss. At least, at least you figured it out now. We good. Bro, I got it. Hold on. I'm, I'm DMing them, bro. Damn. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Talk, to, talk to us. What are you telling us? I said, bro, I ain't know you follow me. You the goat. You the goat. Hold on now, Sada. We can't throw that all around. He the goat? I can't say that, man. If, if the people was calling LeBron the goat, I can call him the goat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, you're, you're right about that. How, how good are the Nets going to be next year, you think? With, K, with KD Kyrie, you think that that pair works? Because everybody's saying, like, oh, there's too many personalities in Brooklyn. Kyrie's already going crazy. Like, is that going to work? Are they coming out of the East next year? That's a tough one. Cause I know you I know you ride with the Heat too. When you're not a Pistons fan, I know you ride with the Heat. Yeah, man. I, I, I ride with the Heat uh, uh for uh, for strictly two people. Uh uh Duncan Robinson, he's a Mich he's a Michigan player. That's right. I love him to death. Uh Tyler Hero. I'm a big Tyler Hero fan. I was bigging him up in the hood, and people was like, man, white boy ain't going to be nothing. And look at him. He was in the finals. Doing good. <laughs> Doing um, good. I don't know, man. Um, KD, healthy KD and healthy Kyrie Irving is a problem for anybody. Just like a healthy Steph and a healthy Clay is a problem for anybody. And I just feel like right now, the league is so swollen with good teams and and just studs on different teams. Like, like the Kings are good on on, on certain nights. You know what I'm saying? Like Sacramento yeah. is tough to beat on certain nights. They got a lot of guys over there. So I don't know who's going to be, you know what I'm saying, that strong out of the East next year. But I do tell you this: if KD and Kyrie can make it work, they could win a ring. They could the, the next if they can make it work, they can win a ring because you you can't guard you can't you can't guard Kyrie and when you try to squeeze him, you're gonna leave KD open? Or you gonna squeeze KD and leave Kyrie open? Or you gonna squeeze both of them and leave Karis Levert open? Yeah, you can't forget about Levert. People or are gonna, gonna do that. You, you gonna and then you gonna collapse on Karis Levert and leave Joe Harris in the corner? It's a loaded squad. Or, or, they they have everything they need. Or you go, you go exert all your 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 effort, and and then forget about Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench. They got a good team. That's they have cool. a strong. Sounds like you think they're going to the finals. Jerry Allen and his backup center is DeAndre Jordan. Sheesh. That's a good group. Hey, what about your Pistons though? They can't come out of the East. What's wrong with them? 
it froze up. It froze up time. What you say? What about your Pistons, though? They can't come out of the East. What's wrong with them? What happened? Okay, Why are they so bad? That's, let's that's, let's that's, act that's, like that's, you're the GM now. Listen, listen, listen. If I'm the GM for the Pistons, we what give we Christian Wood. If I'm if, if I'm a GM for the Pistons, we give Christian Wood a fat contract, and we 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 train everybody for picks. Hold on now. So we're just saying bye bye to Blake. Just get Blake Griffin out of Detroit, and bring some. Come on now. It's okay. I mean, look, you're the GM. You got to make tough decisions. You're telling we 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 keep we can keep Christian Wood. Langston Galloway, because I know him. <laughs> Yo, that's not a good GM move just because you know, I know Luke, him. Luke, Luke Kennard. Shooter. Shooter. Speed my high Luke. Speed my, you like Mikhail Luke? Okay, okay. I love him. He got a clip. Definitely. We keeping Christian Wood, Derrick Rose, everybody else can leave. You're keeping Derrick Rose right now? I love Hell Derrick Rose. Yeah, death. he's still poop. That's still poop. That's still D Rose from the shot. That's yeah. He got enough uh, love on his name to go play anywhere. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We're trying to win a championship right now, and I, I I love the fact that you're you're riding for D Rose because a lot of people have written him off. You know, it's over and stuff like that. I think he, I think he's got more in the tank. Just just low management, man. Don't be surprised if you see him put a couple dunks down this year. I mean, the fans are gonna go crazy. They love the fact that we were bringing you on. But let's let's talk after this. If we can get you on at another date, bro, I would love to keep chopping let's, up. Let, listen, check the, check the availability for the next couple of days, bro, because I'm only working on the album and I can make time for that. You know what I'm saying? I take a couple hours out of my day to sit down and get a full conversation in. I don't have no problem with doing that with y'all, especially about sports and shit. I love it. Say less. No, nah, bro, I, this this was a good one. We didn't even get a whole lot out, but, hey, Go, hey, go, go kill that no jumper. Tell Adam 22 I said what's good. I got you, bro. And listen, man, I'm going to have my publicist shoot my number over to you so when I do this song tonight, I can send it to you. My dog, I appreciate you, Sada. All right, man. Thank you, all man. All right. All right. Be smooth, bro. All right, now. All right. We out. That was Sada, baby. I don't know what to think. <laughs> what just happened? What in- I don't know if I want to go party or play basketball or like listen to music or like fight someone. I think yeah, no, I I just I can't believe that just happened. To be honest, I was super excited and like, yo, this is gonna be way different, different kind of vibe from a guest. That was a different vibe for sure. Chet Holmgren was always like a I'm a big fan of Chet. I he is now my favorite player. Hey, shout out to you uh and everybody else for linking him up with KD. Just had no idea KD was following him. <laughs> no idea. I, I'm not going to lie. I felt weird stalking him today, but I was like, oh, I wonder what players he follows that we follow. Like, we can talk about it. And I was like, oh, KD, mutual. Oh, wait, he doesn't follow KD back. So, yeah, you're welcome. They're probably going to make a song together. Yeah, KD raps too, doesn't he? I should have brought that up. I think KD raps. Oh, he my should. God. That was, that, was, that was a lot. That was a lot. Go Pistons. Oh. oh, my God. Hey, Pistons need to sign him as the GM right now. <laughs> I, I, loved, I, I loved how he explained things. He was like, I'm keeping him because he's uh, that's my dog. Uh, that's my boy. That had nothing I know he's a rapper, so he had to leave quickly, but I, I was curious if he what his thoughts were on LaMelo. I, I think he'd fit well in Detroit. Wow. 
that was that was an out of body experience, folks. Um, we're gonna try to bring Sada back on. Uh, <laughs> I'm at a loss. I'm at, I'm normally not at a loss of words, but right now I'm pretty damn close. That was unreal. Jordan can't finish this, so I will. I'm overtime, Tom. That was Jordan McKay. We said Sada baby on. Make sure you hit the link in bio. Make sure you subscribe. Do everything. Follow Jordan. Follow uh -huh. Subject Chain Pod. Peace. What just happened?